Hello, and <laughs> welcome to our home. <laughs> We're working on the aesthetics a little bit. I'd love to have some glaring neon lights in the background, but unfortunately, we just don't have the tools for that yet. But we're happy with what we have so far. We'll get there. We will get there. <laughs> One piece at a time. And coming into 2020, hot. Yes. Yes. We uh, haven't actually welcomed everyone. Oh, we haven't. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. This is Nashawn. And I'm Stephanie. And, and we, we are, are I-Cubed. I-Cubed. <laughs> Wait. Okay. So, this week, we just have something a little bit fun that we want to plan. Matter of fact, recently, I was just competing at the senior nationals. I think it's like the senior national or the senior open, whatever they call it. The national senior qualifier for the Olympics, the Olympic trials. Yeah, that was out in Texas. Out in Texas. And it was a good time. It was good. I think probably the highlight of it was that I got like six staples in the back of my head. You still have two in there. And I still have two, which won't come out. They're lodged in there. Actually, pretty good. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> when we were on our way back on the flight, Steffi had pointed out, well, I had made a comment, something about, hey, let's head to the whip or something like that. And I was with Steffi, who is obviously not from America. And I had another foreign guy whose name was Rustam. He's from Russia. And I realized they have no idea what some of our slang is. Yeah. Oftentimes when you say stuff, I look at you very confused and only then you realize that you need to explain what you just said because it was a little too slangy. Yes. And I'm still <laughs> learning the English language. So it's... You are? Yeah. <laughs> okay. For sure. Either way, we decided it would be kind of a fun little episode to get on that website, Urban Dictionary, and... How many people do you think actually use... Urban Dictionary? Yeah. I think more than you think. It's basically like a dictionary for if, the urban If many person. people use Urban Dictionary, how many of the slangs mentioned in Urban Dictionary do you think are actually used? I would say probably not as much as people would think, but there are thousands and thousands of different slang words. They even define names. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... I'm kind of dreading this. Yes. <laughs> As I was looking through the list of different names and different uh, slang terms, I just found myself busting out laughing because it's just hilarious the things that people come up with. People are so fascinating. Yeah. I feel like you're going to trick me bad. <laughs> There's definitely some trickery to be had for sure. Okay. Let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> so I'm going to head over to Urban Dictionary. It is an app. If you want to check it out, go ahead and check it out. By the way, we actually have just gotten approved via our anchor situation through Apple Podcasts. So for those of you who are Apple users, go ahead and head to the Isn't Apple Podcast. Spotify too? It is on. S is it? Double check on Spotify. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's, I'm pretty sure it's on Spotify. Well, I know it's on iTunes, that's for sure. It is definitely on iTunes. So it's on iTunes, it's on Google Play. I don't know who uses Google Play, probably Android users. I got, you know, let me tell you something. I got really, really bougie when I switched back to Apple. Mm -hmm. I felt the elitism. <laughs> like, seep back into your Yeah, seep back into me. 
it was almost, you know, you know, the, the presence of elitism. You know, that would have helped us so much me. if you had gotten an iPhone earlier, it would have helped us so much during our long distance communication. Yeah. I remember you got <laughs> sick of me messaging you on Facebook and I'm like, well, if you had an Apple. Yeah, but that was a different reason entirely. <laughs> but see, the reason I, I was uh, upset was because we had just only talked on Messenger oh. mm. and I wanted to see her face to face and we were dealing with missing this, each other and getting grumpy about it. Basically, Missing each other and getting grumpy about it. That's a very, very polite way of saying <laughs> yeah. a lot of things. <laughs> Let me tell you something about Apple products. If you're going to have an Apple product, I don't know about you, but I know that when I, I had Apple before and I didn't really like the simplicity of it, but then I got an Android and I had that for like five or six years and it was just kind of complicated. And like, no matter how much cool stuff Android has on it, it's just never going to be cooler than Apple. Thank you. It just is (laughs) never going to be. And you know, it takes a really mature person to come to that conclusion. To come to that conclusion. <laughs> it really does. Let's continue. Let's do this. Listen, we're on, we're on a podcast. We don't, there's no rush here. I'm really excited about it. Okay, she's excited about it. So we're going to go. Oh, gosh. <laughs> this is excellent. Okay. All right. So the first one is run me my money. Run me my money. Okay, that's something that someone would say if another person owes them money. Yeah, it's correct. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, add a little ding thing to that. Good for you. Ding. One, yeah, one of one, one. Run me my money means give me my money or else. Or else, somehow. No cap. No cap. Does that mean you give a statement and you add no cap at the end as in I'm not tricking you? Like, this is serious? Yeah, actually. Is it? Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) No cap basically means that they're not lying or capping like they did something. Awesome. I'm impressed. Thirst trap. I've heard this before, but I'm not sure in which context. Thirst trap is something you say, for example, you, when you fall for every Instagram advertisement and then feel like you need to get a subscription, that's called the thirst trap. (laughs) I feel like that's a very mild way of saying this. I'm going to give it to you. It says any statement or picture used to intentionally create attention or thirst. So I guess it doesn't have a sexual connotation, (laughs) which means that I guess it could technically be anything. You sound like you're saying too bad. (laughs) Yeah. So ding, ding, ding. She gets it. It's really my culture against you right now. (laughs) Yeah. I'm winning. She's winning. Peen. Peen. (laughs) Does it have a sexual connotation? It might. <laughs> <laughs> is it something you call a person? You're a peen? It is not a noun. Oh, it is a noun, but it's not. It's not a, a person? No. Okay, I'm just going to guess on this one. It's a situation that sucks. No. <laughs> derivative of the word penis. Oh, it is a derivative of the word penis. I was connecting with penile, but I was like... But it wouldn't make sense that it's peen. <laughs> yeah, it's just a shortened version. Okay. On God. Isn't that another no cap where it's like you swear something? Instead of saying I swear, you say on God. Yes. On God is a phrase which is a way of saying that someone is telling the truth. Yes. Dry season. 
I feel like that has a sexual connotation. <laughs> Just answer the question. I think it's... Uh, okay, it could either be a season where you simply can't, I don't know, get yourself a woman or get on dates. Or it could be a season you're just, you're broke. You don't have any money. The first one was correct. Okay. <laughs> I feel like from knowing you, many of your choices will have some weird connotation. <laughs> I just slightly want to see you cringe. <laughs> OD. Oh, I've heard you say this so many times and I always forget to ask you what it is. Is it like overdosed? Yeah, basically. Abbreviation for overdoing or overdosed. Yeah. Oh, overdoing. I've never heard that in a German context. I mean, we Germans like to adopt a lot of you guys' slang, yeah. especially chatting wise, messaging and stuff. But no. I didn't even know this one. Bust a grumpy. To bust a grumpy. <laughs> Is that something you have when you're in a bad mood? You wake up in a bad mood? It's when you have a bowel movement. Oh, when you need to go do number two? Yes. <laughs> A grumpy. <laughs> uh, that sounds like something kids would say. <laughs> <laughs> Which kids? I know. Like Mommy, a small child? To, I need bust to. Bust a grumpy? Bust a grumpy. I can, cannot imagine that at all. <laughs> cannot imagine that. Taco log. Taco log. Taco log. Oh, I have no idea. Taco log. Is that something... That happens on the internet? It might happen on the internet. Maybe it's the idea of you also like overdoing something? Not very much so. A dry, huge, and cracked turd lying on flush in a Mexican restaurant. Lying? Specifically in a Me Mexican restaurant. Oh my gosh. How do you guys come up with this stuff? That's what I'm saying. That like, is so tragic. We are impressive. Oh my goodness. We're an impressive species. Oh gosh. Fine and dandy. Fine and dandy is when you're on fleek. Meaning good, well. Uh, okay. That's such an old-fashioned way to say it that. It is though. a very old-fashioned way of saying. fine and dandy today. <laughs> yeah. A fogey. A fogey. Is yes. that a description of a woman? No. Is that a situation? It is not a situation. Is it an object? You're asking too many questions. <laughs> okay. A fogey is a fake when you fake something. An old fashioned stuck in the mud person. Someone who like is status quo type of person. That's an old, like an old fogey. I have never fogey. heard that word before. An fogey. old fogey. <laughs> stuck in the mud. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> a hoe. Oh, if it's the hoe that everyone sings about. <laughs> It is a woman who is light on her feet to get to men. <laughs> Wrong. A garden tool similar to a rake. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> the last one is Stephanie. Stephanie is a beautiful girl that at first seemed really sweet and innocent. But once you get to know her, she's very fun and crazy to be around. She is very unique and the best friend for you you could ever ask. She always has your back and will always be there for you no matter what. Make sure you never lose a Stephanie because she is very rare and valuable and there is no one else like her because she is amazing. What? Wait, it actually... Yeah. Oh my gosh. It actually says Stephanie. It's an urban dictionary. 
Yes. That is crazy. And there are other definitions of Stephanie too, but this one got the highest vote. Make sure you never lose a Stephanie because she's very rare in value. <laughs> I like the example too. Stephanie is my best friend. Friend. <laughs> friend. That's hilarious. We have more, but I think that's maybe okay for right now. Actually, we'll do this last one. One. Okay. What? One. One? One. O-N-E? O-N-E. A reference to Neil from The Matrix. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> actually, that wasn't a bad thought. One is saying goodbye. So instead of saying bye, you say one? Yeah. So <laughs> I think the example they give is, okay, I love you. I'll see you later. One. Really? Yeah. That is so awkward. It I would is, never do that. <laughs> is, it carries all the emotions of I love you, see you later, and just in That is so weird. One. <laughs> Don't say that to me. I would be a little offended. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining on this Urban Dictionary adventure. We are getting married soon. Yes, we're getting married in 14 days. 14 days? Yes, actually. 14 days. <laughs> exactly two weeks. From today, Saturday? Mm-hmm. Exactly two weeks from today, we're getting married. And there obviously is a lot that comes with marriage. There is a lot that comes with being together with somebody for the rest of your mm-hmm. life. We're signing up for something here. We are signing up for, for <laughs> something. Well, it's interesting too, because for me, when I think about marriage, I didn't come from a family that was this all-American, White House, picket fence family, mom, dad. You know, everyone living together. I grew up in a single mother home, like a lot of people have. And my experience is very different. I didn't have a dad around. I didn't, I didn't have a male figure to tell me this is what a man is supposed to be or this is how a man should treat a, a woman. I didn't have any of that kind of stuff. And so it's interesting that I had to learn that from my mother. Right. Yes. And from the people that I was around and then the society that I was around. It's, it's interesting because we will essentially be effectively breaking for me and my future and my future line, the stigma of you have to follow this pattern. Oh, she was a single mother. So you're going to be a distant father. You won't be a good father. You won't be around or you don't know how to take care of your children. Mm. We'll be able to dispel that through our relationship and through our union together. I think that's a great hope with which we enter this marriage is that we, we want to strive to cut with, just generational cycles. Right. And I think that it's a powerful mission and probably a difficult one as well. But I think that we've already overcome so much together. We've come out stronger for it. So I believe that it will be similar for the rest of our lives. I think my issue going into kind of marriage or even like looking at marriage as a cultural, like an identifying cultural marker is that people... I think assume, and I'm not sure exactly why people might believe this, and maybe they don't believe this, and it's just my thought about it, but it seems to me that people think that when you get married on this day, this is the day that everything changes. Mm. It's so absurd to think like that. Yeah, I think that it's very Hollywood-induced, that thought. And this might be a little bit of some mild criticism towards American culture is even things like what you call the bridezilla, which is this fiance gone crazy where everything during that day and for that wedding is about her and her alone. 
I think that we have over-celebrated the wedding day when it really should be a celebration of marriage as a whole. And that is ongoing. It's not one day only. So in that sense, I think that it's only the beginning. <laughs> and I think that it would be good. It would be wise to not overdo what is only the beginning and to start off from a place of renewal and refreshing and okay, let's do this together. And I think for me, it kind of goes back to this thing of, for example, you know, you look at a movie like The Hangover. Yeah. The, the Hangover, the central plot of The Hangover is you have this guy who's getting married. So yeah. they all four go to Vegas for one last night of crazy mm-hmm. living before this guy gets married. As if all of a sudden it's all going to change once you get married and right. like your heart's going to change and you know, you're going to be completely loyal or you're going to be completely drawn to this person. And like they use the wedding day as the start of their life together, of their bondage together. Yeah, Yeah. of a bondage. Yeah, is that the old ball and chain, right? Mm -hmm. We have these terms Mm -hmm. and these phrases for seeing marriage as this- Prison. Prison Mm. at times. I think that most people, like if you have obviously a healthy perspective of like what marriage is or what it could be, then- Maybe you wouldn't approach it like that. When you look at our society and you look at even the numbers behind it, it's some 48, 47% of, of marriages ending in divorce because of this reason or that reason. Mm. I don't know. It just kind of makes you wonder and kind of makes you think like, are people planning for their wedding? Are they planning for their marriage? That's a great question. I think that oftentimes during your honeymoon phase, which is really you're falling in love, you're getting engaged, even planning for the wedding. It's almost like that is it. That is all you think about. And I mean, to some extent, that's nice. That's part of it. But I think that at least for us, and I'm not saying we're experts, but the fact that we have gone- We also don't have to be. (laughs) We have gone through three years of long distance, ups and downs, has just intensified our pursuit of each other to the extent that we cannot see this as a fairy tale. We are past the fairy tale Blind period is. of time. You know, it's, it's like, okay, this is reality and we'd like to celebrate reality, but let's not lose focus when it comes to long-term future plans, future goals. I think you're absolutely right because you have this idea where it's like you have this cloud, people have this cloud over their eyes. They say the honeymoon period. And I, and I might be a heretic for saying if you have like a a type of honeymoon period like for example for me a lot of the honeymoon period comes from this idea of the chase you know Mm -hmm. you're chasing after each other there's passion there's love there Mm -hmm. there's desire there to me that is more of a honeymoon period than even after what I would even think would be the honeymoon right because most people like will date for either six months to a year maybe even two years, even longer before they get married, right? Mm. So you know a person, yeah. you know? I mean, you would think that a person would know you another would person. So. You would think. But I think at least our experience has, has proved to show us the reality of what like marriage could be and what it actually is and what it's like not. And I'm glad that those things were kind of dispelled. I'm sure it's a great and wonderful, joyous thing. Yes. And I'm sure when we get married, we will be happy or you know there's going to be moments of happiness Mm. and it's going to be good and great but also marriage is sacrifice Mm. 
it's hard. It's really difficult. And we didn't have to be married legally to see that is my point. If a person is dating and planning to get married and they can't see that things don't get better when you, (laughs) things don't just automatically get better once you say I do and get a white dress on. Yeah, I think the issue is people think that once they put a ring on it, all problems will be dispelled, which is not true. In fact, I would believe it makes it even more intense. Right. Yeah. Marriage heightens whatever issues are lurking are around already and, there. Yeah. and already there. And I don't want to be the person to say, oh, prophesy, basically. Marriage is going to be so hard. It's going to be such a struggle. And then kind of add, oh, but it's so worth it. I think it's so cheesy to say that. Quite because cheesy. I feel like so many people who say that really haven't gone through stuff. Even coming from a third world country, knowing what people go through there and what marriages have to go through there at times, and they still make it. I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. I feel like a lot of what is said about marriage is superficial. You know, what's the type of saying you would put on a wall? (laughs) Kind of like a, a wall decoration. Exactly. And it's like this overarching generalizing statement about what marriage is. And I think that I'm looking forward to having a marriage that is absolutely tailor-made to our experiences, absolutely tailor-fashioned to what we need to do in order to become better versions of ourselves. And that does include difficulties because out of the purging comes purity. But at the same time, it's so filled with blessings and love and the beauty of lifting each other up. And that's something that I am looking forward to. You made a great point there. You're talking about what's worth it and what's not worth it. Like this idea that marriage is worth it. Well, it might be worth it for you, but it may not be worth it for your spouse. What do you mean? Well, think about it, right? Think about why a high percentage of marriage is in divorce. Yeah. I guess I'm just agreeing with the fact that you said people say, well, it's so hard, but in the end, it's worth it. You're talking about the illusion that some people create for themselves. The illusion of happiness when they're really not. Yeah, okay. We could talk about that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry. Maybe I missed your track. Can you explain where you were coming from? I guess the point being that like you have people who say the cheesy Mm. line, it's so hard, but it's going to be worth it in the end. But it might be worth it to one spouse, but it may not be worth it to the other spouse, which is why they may split up. You understand what I'm saying? One spouse is more invested than the other. Yes. And and the reality is, is that maybe marriage is the same for everybody. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe it's just that people have created expectations that are far from reality, far removed from reality, or they're just expectations that will not be fulfilled with this partner. Great point too. And failed expectations is what leads to disappointment, frustration, anger, and things start decaying from there. Right. There are expectations of what it should be like. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to exploring what marriage will be for us. Because, you know, we can even now make all these beautiful statements about what yes, we hope these and plan. These generalizations yes, about but marriage. I think it's going to be very exciting. It's going to change constantly our lives. I mean, think about it. You're training towards the Olympic Games. Olympic Games change a person's lives forever, especially if you're a couple. And for me, I mean, I'm still finishing coursework for my PhD and I want to teach one day. I want to be a professor and that could bring us somewhere else within the next two or three years. I'm looking forward to a lot of, you know, excitement and movement in our marriage in the next couple of years. Yeah, I also am too. You know, it's about that time. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. It's, it's super, super difficult 
for me to be in front of a camera with her for this reason only. She has really amazing posture. And my posture <laughs> yeah. is not that good. I'm not even really sitting. I with know. Posture. That's just this is your normal <laughs> like <laughs> I'm like straining my back right now Are to you? like Oh yeah. It's just, I'm in exquisite pain right now. <laughs> just extreme. <laughs> that's funny. I'm suffering. And for the last 30 minutes I've kept this kind of posture. That's the kind of suffering we're talking about in marriage, then maybe it is worth it. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you. Please be sure to check out us on Apple Podcast and Google Play and Anchor even. Yeah, please do. And we will see you next episode. See you next episode. Okay, bye. Bye.